0: And the gratitude really, I mean, it it applies more than to just like the health and fitness part of my life, but it really sets you back to home base, you know? (laughs) And I think everybody needs a little dose of humility every so often.
1: Yeah. You are tuning in to For Better Self and Net Worth Podcast. This is a podcast where I encourage you to live the life of your dreams by adopting the right mindset, navigating through tough challenges, and respecting your bank account. I interview entrepreneurs and empire builders from across the globe as they share how they have come to live the lives of their dreams and the challenges they had to break through. I also have a few solo episodes where I talk about the lessons learned and navigating in a world full of naysayers, negative mindsets, and money grabbers. I personally believe that attitude is everything, and with the right attitude, you can get the life that you dream of. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. If you're listening, make sure you have hit the subscribe button and on Apple, give me some love by leaving a review. Most of all, I hope every episode you hear on here leaves you inspired and on fire to live your best life without breaking the bank. Hey everyone, get excited today. I have one of my really good friends, Caitlin Bundy on the show. Caitlin is the host of the Benfit Project Alignment podcast. She's been a good friend of mine for over five years. We met through a Monday Day group here in Nashville. We lived together for a few years and we just have a lot in common. So I'm really excited to have her on the show and to share her passion for fitness and helping others. So Caitlin, welcome. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. How have you been? Good, good. Um, just living and thriving, all that jazz. It sounds like it. You're living in beautiful downtown.
0: Yeah, me and my boyfriend moved in together in a new apartment in like June. And we have a really, really cool view of the city. And it's just like such a, it's such a great place. I love,
1: I love living here. Such a great place. I think I remember we were going on the lake. I think you guys just recently started dating. when was that memorial 2021 yeah we weren't official yet but everybody was wondering what was going on i'm just like (laughs) i don't know you ask him (laughs) you ask him yeah and i think it was kind of cool because we knew each other through monday funday and then i met jackie through a mutual friend oh really i didn't know that and then i saw you at jackie's house i'm like wait caitlin i know you (laughs) yeah i was like oh hi
0: nice to see you here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was at that wine night too, right? Yes. We're a couple suckers for some wine.
1: <laughs> and cats. I remember. Yeah. Uh, I saw you very recently after both my cats, Sassy and Simba, passed away. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That was right after that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I have to give her that news. I don't want to, but I have to. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Well, you know, they're in a better place. <laughs> I know. Simba's probably checking in on us right now. He's like, oh, my ladies. Yeah,
0: and his little sniffles—he that was so cute.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, he was allergic to his own fur. <laughs> the poor baby. It's more common in ginger cats. Really, I didn't know that. He he had like the feline herpes virus, which caused him to have a lot of respiratory reactions. And oh, you know, Walter, he has FIV. I didn't tell you that. Oh, he's a yeah. Jack has FIV. Um. Yeah, he our does, babies. I know. I know. He's only had a couple flare-ups. Maybe his teeth removed, though. But, oh, you wouldn't know it, though, because of the way that he interacts with other people, like, he'll at you as if he still has his fangs, but all he has is and scissors. <laughs> oh, that's so
0: cute.
1: Well, tell us what you're about and, you know, your journey to becoming the host of the Fit Fem, Fit Fem Project Alignment podcast. It's a mouthful. That's why I shorten it to the FFP. (laughs) FFP. Yeah. Yeah. You can just say
0: that. That's fine. Um, yeah. So I started out with the FitFem project in 2021 when it kind of launched. Uh, My friend Casey Samsel, she is a bikini competitor, bodybuilder, and she started out coaching women to be on stage for, you know, competition, bodybuilding competitions, And um, she was getting a lot of people who didn't want to compete, but wanted that body, you know, because it's physically or visually, it's like perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's when she launched the FitM project and hired some coaches to um, help women just get into a better, healthier lifestyle. Um, One of our coaches put it really well, where it's like, Don't you're not going to be renting this body. This is how it's going to be for the rest of your life. You're not losing the 10 pounds for the cruise and then gain it back, right? We're teaching the habits and the, uh, well, the habits and the, the information about health and fitness macros and how to work out and how to do this based on your goals and do that for life, right? And it creating those habits to have them for life. You know, so um, we did that. Well, I started working for her as like an admin, like, so doing the onboarding for a new client, supporting the coaches, and, you know, some other tasks. And then um, because she's my friend, I'm like, you need to do a podcast. I'm going to do it though. <laughs> and um, so we, we did that. I had the idea in t- last year and we've talked about this where I I've always wanted a podcast and I love to talk and I love to have fun and just share my life with people. And, uh, so I put it together in 2022, but it didn't launch until earlier this year because I wanted to, you know, do it the right way and get it all set up properly. And like, this is it, this is, this is the one, you know? And so we started talking, um, Well, we started early in the year and really what we just talk about, we do guest interviews for people who can offer, you know, value to our listeners, whether they're, whether or not they're in the health or fitness space. Um, But the, the meat of the podcast is talking with our coaches and them educating us on, okay, how do I count macros? You know, like how do I work out based on my goals? How do I have this fitness goal? But you know, I'm a mom. How do I manage my time? How do I, you know, things like that? It sounds, um, I don't want to say like basic, but these are the things that people are still struggling with day to day. Like, how do I stay motivated? Or, what do I do when I hit a plateau or something like that? And, or, I, why am I gaining weight all of a sudden? Or, you know what I mean? So, that's what we're really educating people on is just how to have these, you know, habits forever. You know, because this is, we don't want to constantly be yo-yoing, having that, you know, fad diet. Like, let's do keto, see if that works or something. And um, so it's just about really finding what works for you and staying there forever. Um, Yeah, that's kind of a long-winded explanation. But yeah, that's what our
1: podcast is like all about. And I love it. It's, It's changed my life. It's awesome. And it's something I've learned is that there's no manual for every single person. Like there's no Ella manual or Caitlin manual. Most diets, I don't, you can confirm to me if this is true or not. Most diets such as intermittent fasting, keto, macros, the research is done on men, not women. I don't know if I knew that. I, I, I talked to my doctor about that because I was talking about intermittent fasting and whatnot. She's like, yeah, you know, most diets... They're done on men, and they don't work for women because women have a totally different set of hormones. Yeah,
0: that's a big factor. And my, so I'm, I'm a client myself. So my coach is Lindsay, and um, she is a hormone specialist. So mm-hmm. it's not something I necessarily like deal with, but or have issues with where my hormones are like bah! everywhere. <laughs> um, but it does play a factor. And as women are so hard on ourselves that when we see the scale you know, we're going to have three, if we weigh in three times a week, we're going to have three different weights, right? you know, on the scale, because it's just, that's just how it is. It's not fat. You're not gaining fat up and down all week long. Um, But it's just that kind of education, right? And what works for Caitlin, what works for you and your lifestyle, because that is the biggest thing that we, I guess, market is that like, yeah, it'd be nice to like have a lower body fat percentage, but I love to do my wine nights with my friends. I don't want to give that up. Well, you actually don't have to. Like that That's the biggest thing that people put into their minds, like these limiting beliefs. And I'm still, you know, every week there's something where i realize I'm holding myself back, you know? And one of the biggest things people deal with is that they think they have to give up all this stuff in their life and their the, the things that they do for fun. Or I can't go on vacations because I have to track my food. I can't do this. I have to go to the gym. It's like, no, you can do your life and have fun. You can do all this while still having these goals.
1: So mm-hmm. that's a big thing that we preach. And making it work for your life and not revolving your life around a diet and an exercise plan. Exactly. Like, yeah. Because yeah, I think for most people, most diets, they're not maintainable.
0: No. And that's why, you know, the coaches will have clients come to me like, well, I really liked keto and that I'm trashing on keto. It's the only thing that's coming to my head. But um, they're like, I, I did keto and that I lost 20 pounds with that. And then but they're now here getting help from us, which is great. But then my, my coach, she's she likes to give it to you straight. I love it. Um, She's like, well, if it worked for you, I don't think you'd be here right now. You know, it's not sustainable for your life. If it really was, then you'd still be doing it. You know? Exactly. It's kind of a
1: hard pill to swallow for some people, but that's why we're here. (laughs) And if you want instant gratification, keto might give it to you or any kind of diet, but instant gratification, it's not going to stay with you
0: yeah and that's a big thing people have a hard time letting go of is that like oh i want to you know lose the 20 pounds for my wedding next month or something like that it's like (laughs) okay well it's good to have goals and something to like look toward because that can offer motivation but if a lot of people see that as the end Mm -hmm. you know like that like okay i I made it and then that's it and then like everything they've worked for just goes down the toilet you know (laughs) It's like, oh, what happened? Yeah, and that's why we're here, because it's like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get you in shape for that wedding, or we'll get you that physique that you've been chasing, but, you know, that's not, there's no finish line ever. Yeah. This is it.
1: It's a lifelong journey.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm on that journey currently. Like, I don't, I've never computed before or anything like that. I've been on my, I guess, health and fitness journey. <laughs> for quite some time, but it wasn't until like two years ago that I actually started getting coached and taking it seriously and having that accountability. Because a lot of what people I don't, I don't want to say like what a lot of people do, but a lot of people like you know what you should do for yourself to have healthier habits. You know that walking's good for you. You know that drinking um a lot of water every day is good for you, but like why don't we do it? <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? What is what is getting in our way? Um, you know, are you asking me or are you just hypothetical? Yes, hypothetical. I also think our subconscious minds, we talked about this on your podcast, like how our subconscious yeah. minds, are
0: yeah, and and that's what a coach is really valuable for and finding the right one too is under learning what those limiting beliefs are. It's like, I know what I should do, but why am I not doing it? You know, and that could be, um, what was the narrative? in your family growing up what did what did house look like then you know and it's just again personalized to every person and just honing in and being more disciplined and you know creating these new habits that do take time and we don't give ourselves enough grace to change for the better you know or time too
1: i can remember observing from like high school on through like early 20s A lot of times when you're out to, you know, any gathering involving food, whether you're out to dinner with some friends or at a picnic, I remember being, I, I was, I was smaller. I was a size four at the time. Oh, and that's tiny. (laughs) It's tiny. But I remember being able, I just had a really fast metabolism. So I would just eat what I wanted. And I remember getting looks for that. I also remember people assuming that I was always on a diet and I wasn't now i'm a size four times two and (laughs) we will put it there (laughs) and it's so you know having those good habits but i realized i've had so many limiting beliefs around when about how much food i should be eating what's healthy what's not like how we should eat how we should work out and sometimes it just kind of instead of being able to fully enjoy what I'm eating, I'm always like making a, sena- a narrative about it. I was like, oh my gosh, this general sales chicken is going to go straight to my thighs. What am I doing when you <laughs> can eat that and nothing happened?
0: Yeah. And that just goes back to your point of, you know, women's bodies are just constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And I heard um, a study, I think mean, it's a study, but I read somewhere that um, a woman's body go every seven years goes through a new puberty, if you will. Every seven We're- years when you're puberty mm-hmm. so that's why your skin doesn't look like it was when it was in high school, you know? <laughs> or your metabolism might be different, and there's so much stuff around metabolism where it's like, oh, my metabolism's broken, it's like no, it's just changed, and we mm-hmm. gotta we just gotta roll with the punches, and that's why again, a coach is so valuable or just educating yourself on on these things to um understand how your what, just what your body is doing and then just rolling with it, you know, and then you know there- like with the, with what you're saying about, there's so many judgy people out there, you know, people are going to be like, well, you know, like my friend Casey, for example, she, you could look at her and be like, oh, sh- her body's perfect. But then you see her eating donuts and pancakes and just like, well, she can do that because she has a fast metabolism or something. They think they create something in their mind. Like, oh, she can do that because, but that doesn't apply to me. Actually, It, it you want, to not see the work that she puts in 24 seven. Right. Hey. Yeah. And um, also the education of like I said earlier, OK, I can have a donut for breakfast. I, I have. Um, so <laughs> the way that that works is that, you know, you're tracking your macros, right? If a donut fits, it's flexible dieting really is what I'm talking about so that you can eat, you know, essentially whatever you want as long as it fits. Right. Mm -hmm. And then those numbers do matter how much protein you're getting, how much carbs you're eating, how much fat you're eating as well. And those do play a part. Um, But yeah, so a lot of people just put themselves into that. Like, oh, that can't apply to me. I can't
1: eat donuts and have a six pack. Well, actually, you can. You can. You can. Other people do. And yeah, it's like we we kind of make up that narrative about other people, what they're eating. Yeah, we don't want to be too judgmental. Why do we make food mean more than it really should? Yeah,
0: you know, and that really goes back again to like how you grew up, what your mom was telling you when she saw you eat that second bowl of cereal or something, you know? Uh, Yeah, and it takes that. That's why um, when you focus on your fitness or your health, you really go through a personal development journey
1: at the same time. Definitely. Now talking about some personal development, tell us about some of maybe the setbacks you may have faced that made an impact on your journey. You know, I was thinking about this.
0: I over the past like ten years, if we're talking like health and fitness journey, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's been quite quite a journey. I'll say that, and uh, a lot of the setbacks were kind of my financial situation and. Not really. There were two times in my life where I was essentially homeless, if you will. Like, I, and you were a part of one of those where I was couch surfing and stuff like that. And, um, that teaches you a lot of humility, like a lot. And it teaches you to, um, be grateful for everything, like the amount of gratitude that you have for the little things. I remember, um, that second time where i was couch surfing and kind of sleeping in my car one or two nights or trying to get that hotel, you know, locked in or something at like a cheap price because i couldn't afford it. Um i remember cuz you had uh opened up your home to me and let me stay at your place for a little while to get back on my feet. And i i just remember that first night that i laid in that guest room that you have
2: mm-hmm. and i
0: just i laid down and i was like i can't believe it. Like i don't have to worry about where i'm going to sleep. Like it was like the amount of stress and like anxiety that just lifted off my shoulders was I'll never forget it. And there's nothing that could ever recreate that again, that that's that amount of gratitude. Yeah. You know, my neighbor or so-and-so, or I don't know your journey, but like you can imagine how grateful you are for, yeah, I got a roof over my head. I have a, um, a good job or a bed. And, you can be grateful for those things, but man, the level of gratitude that I experienced at that moment was unheard of. It was crazy and I'll never forget it. So like that, that was a big, that had a big impact on me and like
1: kind of teaching me like, let's, let's be a little more grateful for everything from now on. Wow. It definitely puts it into perspective because you just never... I think most of us, we just, we have so much privilege in having jobs and, you know, it's so easy to complain about how much we're paying in rent and how, I don't know how noisy our neighborhood is and stuff like that. But (laughs) having a place to sleep is something that a lot of cultures in the world still don't have and a lot of people don't. I read something that so many kids go to bed hungry every night. Yeah. And there's charities out there that provide beds for them.
0: Yeah. And the gratitude really, I mean, it, it applies more than to just like the health and fitness part of my life, but it really sets you back to home base, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think everybody needs a little dose of humility every so often. Yeah.
1: And what is that? What's a month? the scarce I think sometimes too, like with, if you have any, homework, food insecurities, could that create a scarcity mindset?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, since this, you know, journey that that part of my life, you know, I was an adult, right? So I could see, you know, there was a part of me where, you know, the Enneagram, right? I'm going to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the instincts, were the sexual, social and um, self-pres. So I'm not a self-preservationist. That's just not me. i I not a big saver. I, I tend to spend more than I save, right? Um, but that time in my life really kind of helped me lean more into that self preservation mode because that's what would benefit me the most in that that time of my life. So for somebody who may have grown up super super poor or an unstable childhood, that self preservation is probably more of a um, dominant part of who they are. So when it comes to um, and that's why, you know, you, you find a lot of obesity these days because of that, of how they grew up. And they're like, I gotta eat, I gotta eat, I gotta make sure I'm well fed because I'm scared that I'll be without food. And that that happens for people. And that's a hard one to break. <laughs> you know, that's a hard mindset to to break that you gotta tell yourself that you're safe for one, you're good, you know, you don't have to um hoard food or you know, whatever it is for people. But,
1: but yeah, that definitely applies. Yeah. And you've had to go through some really tough times to get where you're at today. Come, I think you've come a long way. You've got a great job. You've got a really I, beautiful home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been quite a journey and, um,
0: you know, yeah, the past 12 years have been, uh, Yeah. A lot of tough times, I'll tell you that, but a lot of fun too, you know, like I, I'm an optimist by nature and I think that, um, that can be really helpful for some people is just looking at, you know, I'll tell you the story from when I was going through or about to go through my divorce. Did you not, I told you, you knew I was married before,
1: right? I did know that. Yes. Okay.
0: Some people, they're like, I always forget that you were married. I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) It's so long ago yeah so um yeah i got i got married for the people listening i got married at 19 right up right out the door from mom and dad's house and got officially divorced when i was 24 but um when i was considering it i didn't have a big support group everybody was back home in nebraska i'm in tennessee and you know just didn't have um, i didn't have my monday funday crew yet you know uh, but I did have one friend who I was talking to who I was like, I, I got to leave him. This is not good, blah, blah, blah. And expressing how scared I was because I had never lived on my own. I, I moved out of my mom's house, my parents' house, like right off the bat and never had to provide for myself or anything like that. So it was super scary. And um, there was one thing that she told me that has stuck with me ever since then. And she... She said that like, yeah, it's going to be scary, but it'll all it'll work out like it just does. Just just tell yourself that it will always work out. Things will be hard, but it'll work out. And it was like, duh, of course. (laughs) But the way that she said it um, just really carried me through some of the toughest times of my life, like especially during major financial struggles where it's like, I don't don't know what I'm going to (laughs) eat. I don't know what I can afford at the grocery store this week. And as and I'd break down crying or something would, you know, come out of my account and I wasn't expecting it. And like, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the best with money, but it taught me a lot in that regard. But I just remember in those really, really tough moments or when I was sleeping in hotels that this is temporary, you know, I'll get through this. It's temporary. It'll work out. Cause it has to like, that's just, Life that's nature. It has to work out. It may not be the way I expect it to, may not be the way I would um, control it to turn out. But it will work out, and I just got to put my faith and trust in God and the universe that it will work out. And having that mindset has got me so much further than I could ever
1: imagined. And I'm still young, <laughs> and I'm so excited for what was that? I said that's amazing. I think yeah. I think I always worry about that. I think I get in a habit of worrying about, okay, but how is it going to work out? How am I going to get out of this?
0: Yeah. I think that too, we all do by nature. Like our brains are wired to find solutions, right? One plus one equals two. Like that's just how our brains are. So when we're presented with a problem, we don't have an answer for or a solution for, of course, that's when the anxiety sets in, right? That's when... Um, we worry and all that stuff, and it's just—even
1: though it's natural, it's okay. It's just not helpful, you know. Oh. Yeah. Now you told me about your mom's advice that she gave you over 12 years ago. What advice would you give to yourself at that point if you could go back?
0: Oh, that same stuff, you know. Just it'll work out, man. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll work out. Don't worry. Yeah, about- enjoy the ride. Yeah, and then maybe, like, be a little bit better with your money, you know? <laughs> uh, that def- Probably a little bit of financial advice, but definitely, um, yeah, and don't get into a relationship with a boy who
1: steals your credit card. Don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, That's like- a long story. <laughs> I feel like financial advice is a lot like health and fitness advice. It, it's not always, it can be fleeting.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: if you try to do the quick fix, so you want the instant gratification, just like a fitness journey, you have to get with a coach with your own unique journey and figure out what works for you.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I've, I've had to remind myself that I don't see progress this week and I'm upset or I feel defeated or something like that because I've been doing this consistently for just over two years now. And in that two years, like, to to look at it I've only really lost 10 pounds like that's it people will be like I can do that in a month like great but I've had the times of best times of my life I've been on plenty of vacations Mm -hmm. I do my wine nights I do happy hour I you know go to that pizza place that Mark and I love to go to and I'm still making progress it might be that slow you know slow and steady wins the race sort of mindset and I've had to remind myself of that like This is your life. This is just how it is. And plus, there's a lot of other factors. So many people are, (coughs) excuse me, just only focused on the scale, right? And a lot of what we teach is that, um, you know, it's more to that, right? I personally, so what I've been going through is just like what we call a body recomposition. So I'm losing body fat, but also gaining muscle. And as we all know, muscle weighs heavier than fat, right? Yeah. So that's, and that's what we teach. And that's what we preach, right? Is um, don't focus on the scale so much. And that this is a long journey. This is your new life. You're learning new habits. You're creating lasting forever change. And, you know, that can be difficult because we, we all want that instant gratification. We do. And I, I, as much as I know it and I've been doing it, I still have to remind myself and put myself in check that like, let's calm down.
1: <laughs> yes. It, it'll work out. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely applies. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. Tell us about the future of FFP and what you guys are working on. Well, I,
0: oh yeah, good question. So we're about to launch group coaching. So that, um, like inside the FFP, I mean, the podcast, we're just going to be doing, you know, rolling all roll along just how we are, you know, spreading the good words. Um, but inside the FFP, we're we're launching some group coaching because that is, um, you know, everybody's different with how they, you know, want to go about this. So we've all bought that like eight week transformation online program That's that somebody called. did. <laughs> we all have done it. And I will look at this person's Instagram who's selling it and they'll be like, look at all these transformations. And I'm just like, but why can't, and even if I do it, like, why can't I do that? And so I know for myself that I, I just need the accountability, you know, the best of the best people, they still have their own coaches. Right. And I think it's a lot of the accountability and having somebody there. Just, I like to describe my coach as a, uh, Like a bowling alley. (laughs) She's like the bumpers on the bowling alley and I'm the little ball ping-ponging trying to get over.
1: I like that. Yeah. So
0: she's my little bumpers and I might be going like this in the, the bowling lane trying to knock down all the pins, but she's keeping me in my lane. I'm not going to the gutter. I'm not failing ever. She's just helping me kind of stay the course. (laughs) So like, that's what I valued in one-on-one coaching. You know, it has a specific price, a good high value price for high value content, not content, um, what you get from having one-on-one coaching. So we are offer, starting to offer really soon group coaching for people who still want that accountability, but love the community aspect that can offer that can be offered in a group coach or a group setting. Um, and then there's people too where I, I could probably do the group coaching. I just love the one-on-one, um, mm-hmm. but then that, that can also be for people who, uh, let's see, like have never started their fitness journey and don't know where to start. And like, that's the easy way to dip your toes in, especially if it's a a financial thing, you don't have to, you know, put too much of that in, you know, too much money into it, but still get a lot of value. And then at the same time, it's great for people who know everything, but they just want to have to have a little bit of extra guidance and somebody just tell me what to do man, I don't want to think about it, you know, which is exactly me. Like, I know how to work out, but I don't, I don't want to figure that out for myself. I want someone else to tell me what to do. So.
1: Exactly. And sometimes you just got to hear the same messages from different people. Mm hmm. Or again, I mean, we're both, we're both big readers. And we talk about how we've been impacted by a lot of books. Are there any uh, fitness you do the coaching? I'm a big fan of football coaching. People ask me why I do a life coach and a therapist is like, well, therapists, I look at it as kind of like a garden Therapists get the weeds out life. Coaches, I use that same analogy. I yes. love that. Yeah. They, they plant what you want in your garden. Yeah. 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 But it was funny because we, we bonded over reading some of the same books and yeah. that are there any books around the fitness journey that you recommend? You know there wasn't if
0: one of our coaches, Nicole, she's a huge nerd. I love it, like she's a big reader, but more sciencey she loves that stuff. I haven't necessarily read well actually it may not be okay, I have two books, one that's more kind of health. I'm looking at my books right now, that's why I'm trying to be reminded here. The biggest one that's made an impact in my life, just in general, and it actually has ch- I would say changed my life was Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. I love her. I know, and I've probably I, I talk about that book a lot on our podcast just because it's changed my life so much, and it's about for people who don't know your vulnerability journey and kind of tuning into that inner courage to, you know. I guess be yourself and have that authenticity to or in the in the courage to you know say what you really feel regardless of other people's responses and that gives you like confidence and that gives you you know courage and that just it just spreads into your other areas of your life and you know, it helps me in my mental health <laughs> journey if you will and um and you know it 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 helped me with like in the theme of health and fitness, what I've learned over the years was that I had to speak up for myself a lot more. I'm a very outgoing person. People would be like, you need to speak up more? Like, really? (laughs) Um, But when it came to like, uh, what's a good example? You know, because with what we do, we we track our food, right? If I'm going out to eat or uh, I'm, oh, like, here's a good example. When I travel back home for Christmas or something like that and I visit my family, before I just kind of be at their mercy of whatever was in my mom's fridge. And she's a healthy person, so she's it's not like there's junk food everywhere, but a good example of what I'm talking about is I just speak up for myself more often and be like, "Hey mom, can you like pick up a couple extra of this or that?" you know, when I come cuz I don't want to have to pay for it. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, you're a mom, you got to still take care of me. Um, But she'd go to Costco and get these protein shakes that I really like because I'm on a plane. I can't carry that with me. So it's like speaking up for myself with what I need in the moment versus letting my environment control me um, and my choices. That's a big one. That's a huge one that I've learned and that, you know, book really helped with that a lot. But and the other one I would say I do talk about a lot is the brain that changes itself. Have you ever heard of that? Brain. Who writes that? Norman Deutsch. I okay. Is how you say his name. Yeah, so it's just um, a science-y book about neuroplasticity. And I love learning about my brain. <laughs> I had a hard time in school. I was not a math person. I see student. B student, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. I talked myself out of math in first grade, but other people told (laughs) me about it. So that's how I think about
0: Yeah. So that book or just anything on just how your brain works and how plastic it really can be was oddly really encouraging and satisfying because it's like, oh, I can't control what this thing does. I can create new, um, you know, synapses and connections in my brain because that's what happens when you're developing a new habit. That's why it's really hard to start new habits because there's certain specific connections in your brain that have been there for who knows how long, right? So when you start to break, like break those connections in your brain, that's hard because your brain's like, no, this is what we've been doing. This is, this is how it is. So it takes time to like break the connection and create the new ones in your brain. And so knowing that kind of stuff, just like, it, it it'll like allowed me to give myself more grace in this process. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people like, give yourself time, be easier on yourself, man. This takes time and that's Okay. Or they'll be like, "I drank too much last night." Like, well, so did I, probably. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't like how much shame people put on. A little shame and guilt can create good progress, but you know, people are just overly, overly hard on themselves. Like, yeah, if you drank too much last night, you probably don't feel good this morning, do you? But. <laughs> We can learn from that and then set ourselves up for success next time. And, you know, it's a process, man. It, and it learning about how your brain works just really helped, just helped me make sense of things. And it just,
1: telling myself it's okay. <laughs> just give yourself grace and just continue to evolve. It took me, as far as drinking goes, it took me about three or four years of just telling myself I'm going to cut back on drinking. And you know, not let myself get drunk or it took me about 2 years to kind of refine that.
0: Yeah, and that's a big one for people.
1: Yeah. It's you know, I remember we went to brunch and you got a topo chico and I was like, "Oh, why didn't I think of that?" because I just got water. But oh, yeah. it's easier to say, "Yeah, I'm just not drinking today." Or now Nashville's getting better about offering mocktails. Uh-huh. They are. There, yes.
0: Yeah, drinking is a big one. And, you know, I'm, I've am i been on the same journey because I love my wine. My favorite thing in the world is to cook a big... I love cooking too, right? Big, fun, fancy meal for me and my boyfriend and drinking some wine at the same time. I just feel so fancy. Like, it's a vibe. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, I got to give that up. Like, okay, let's calm down. Well, you <laughs> you can to still give have up. your wine. Yeah, yeah, so it's like... But my problem personally was that um, my personality is like, this one glass tastes good, so does the rest of the bottle. Let's go. Like, go. all or nothing.
1: Yeah. nothing. Not get it before it gets bad. Yeah, exactly. So, cutting back is a journey. Uh, and you were considering becoming a sommelier at one point. Yeah. I actually got
0: level one certified. So, there's like four levels. Yeah, and it's just learning. And I guess that helps you slow down on the drink, because so I was like, red, white together, I don't care, put it in my glass, <laughs> yeah, so learning about that was actually really cool, and like just appreciating it a
1: little bit more and slowing down like was <laughs> a big one, awesome, so I love um what you said, just throughout the episode, kind of recap it. you talked about how things will work themselves out, just believe that they will and to give yourself grace around certain habits that you have. Do you have any other lasting advice that you want to leave to the listeners?
0: Yeah. So, you know, in the theme of health and fitness, I am, it's not as hard as you think. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to perform, to show up, to do this, and to do everything that you're seeing on Instagram, that new workout, this new fat diet. Like taking away the noise. And you'll see how simple it really can be. I remember when I first started gotten coached and all this stuff, I was just so sick of yo-yoing and uh, wondering, what do I do? Uh, And just kind of being a victim in a way. And I finally just like stopped and told myself like, okay, you're not dumb. What's one thing? Let's just do one thing to, uh, progress you. So I was like, okay, I know that water is really good for me. Let's just start doing that. That's easy. It's free. (laughs) So I started drinking enough water every single day. And then that, when I got used to doing that, that became a habit. Um, it snowballed into healthier habits along the way. And I, before I knew it, I had lost at that time, like 20 pounds. I mean, think about it because at that moment, my mindset had changed to like, what can I get now to What do I want my future to look like? I don't want to be that old, you know, 80 year old person in the wheelchair all like, eh, you know, who can't walk or go up a flight of stairs. Like, I want to be that vibrant, fun, um, lively, active, old person. Like, what do I want to feel at the end of my life? How do I want to be at the end of my life? And so having that mindset really made These new habits I was trying to form a lot easier, and I still remind myself that because I still want that instant gratification. But my biggest advice for everybody would be to make that your goal. Don't make the the wedding or the cruise your goal to like be a healthier version of you. Those can be stepping stones and motivation. You know, short term goals are still really good. But your long-term goal really should be I don't you know want to be that person on the scooter when I could be walking and driving and have a clear mind, you know? That's what I want. I can't control everything or how I'll be literally at that time, but I know I can try to avoid it. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that would be my biggest advice. And do, and just do the best you can. Yeah, you know what's good for you? Just do it. <laughs>
1: You're not renting this body. You got to take care of it and let it, you got to work with your body for the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Well, tell us how we can work with you and continue to follow along with your journey. Yeah.
0: So um, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, the FitFemProject. You check out our website, um, which is fitfemproject.com. And you can follow me on Instagram as, as well. I often do my little handle. It's like fit underscore. Um, but yeah, and obviously our podcast is on Spotify and Apple and I think everywhere else. I haven't checked, but
1: definitely those two. Definitely the, t- the two main ones.
0: Yeah, that's really what
1: matters. Yes. And she interviews me on our podcast.
0: Yes. We should try to court it. Should we do them at the same time? Publish at the same time? Maybe.
1: I'll be publishing from when we're recording. I plan to publish the following Wednesday, not this coming Wednesday, but the following. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. So, yes, we're going to be releasing the episodes at the same time. So, I'm super excited for you guys to listen to Caitlin's podcast and yeah, follow along with our journeys. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for being on the show. Totally. Anytime. Perfect.
2: You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges naysayers and leaving outside their comfort zone or you're going to hear straight from ella where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.